Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do when you're grown, you know what's right. 19, 16, I I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 58 of the College Loop Podcast. Just me in the studio today, Dylan Lark, at you, boy, the tank, on Twitter, where we've had a pretty uh, substantial amount of news in the past week, uh, and a lot of it has been very, very good news for the Auburn Tigers. And I start out before we get started. Let y'all know. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're loving the content thus far. I'm trying to implement something along the lines of a question of the day. Like if y'all leave comments in the video, we will definitely take a look at them. And maybe your comment could end up on the show, or at least the very next show as it stands. But yes, if you've been paying attention, if you've been on social media whatsoever, you have realized that, sorry, little hair fell in my mouth, that Auburn has picked up their quarterback, I don't want to say of the future, of at least the next two years, in quarterback Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. And yeah, overall, I, I think if everyone is in a, I think everyone's in agreement with the fact that this guy probably is the best quarterback that Auburn could have gotten, at least in this portal period. And, and I think that overall, I think this is the guy that Hugh Freeze has probably wanted for a long time. Uh, as soon as, And I mean, as soon as he entered the portal, I think Hugh Freeze saw his skill set, saw what he brings to the table, and I, I would assume as soon as that, as soon as he hit send on, on, on that uh, enter the transfer portal, uh, as long as that, as soon as that went through, I'm, I'm sure Hugh Freeze was right there, ready to recruit him and get him close to the plane, and that's why he committed as soon as he did. Uh, he, he saw Hugh Freeze has planned for him and what he wants to do with his offense, and that Peyton Thorne is going to be the focal point of this Auburn offense next season. And is looking at his stats as I'm trying to pull him up. Uh, he, he had a bit of a down year from his 2021 campaign. But overall, it, it's a quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he's not going to show out with his arm, his, his, his uh, throw power. And that's not what Auburn really needs. Uh, and, and we've seen in the past where he freezes had quarterbacks that have done very well being gamblers. We, we, we've seen that a lot with Chad Kelly, Bo Wallace, uh, both come to mind very quickly. Uh, and I don't want to say Jordan, I think Jordan Tayamu was a little, little after the Hugh Freeze era and Ole Miss. But overall, this is a guy who you get a little bit of scrambling ability, not a lot, just a little, little tiny bit. And he, he left a Michigan State team that I'm sure he didn't feel comfortable in anymore, especially after, you know, if you get sacked, uh, I believe uh, 30 times uh, within two seasons. Uh, maybe 40, I think 40 times, actually 40. Yeah, it was 40. Uh, if you get sacked within 40 times of a, 
uh, of just two seasons. I, I'm sure you're really, really uh, excited to find out that as soon as you leave, someone is ready to pick you up and a team like Auburn, who has spent the entire offseason trying to fix that offensive line. And they've done that. Gunnar Britton, Dylan Wade, uh, Isaiah Vion Miller, Connor Liu, Avery Jones, uh, just all these new names that are just pi- piled in for this offensive line. And it looks like uh, as it looks like Peyton Thorne liked what he saw, uh, and he liked it pretty quick. Uh, and I mean, this was like as soon as he entered the portal, it was immediate that everyone kind of saw that maybe Auburn was probably the perfect landing spot for Peyton Thorne, and it's starting to look like it. And just look at what he brings to the team. You get a veteran presence at the quarterback position. I talked about this on the reaction show, and probably a few shows before that too. A veteran presence that. Again, I said, don't doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He he can make the throws that need to be made. He can make probably probably not every throw. Uh, he he he's not going to be your deep ball uh, Patrick Mahomes level quarterback talent. But he's a quarterback who, <clears throat> sorry, will trust his offensive line if they give him a reason to. Will make proper throws, and will get the play the playmakers the ball, and we saw that in twenty twenty one where Kenneth Walker had a uh, Heisman contention level season. And that's because Peyton Thorne was, and that's why Peyton Thorne was so uh, good in 2021 is because he had those weapons that he was able to get the ball to. And that all comes down to the fact that Michigan state uh, went so heavy on the transfer portal that he had the talent that he needed. And it looks like, and Auburn has been doing the same thing. And hopefully Auburn has longer success than the Michigan state team did uh, under Mel Tucker. But with Peyton Thorne coming in, you got to think this guy is bringing in, like I said, veteran presence, make the throws. And I mean, I've said a couple of times before, I, I I think he gives you the best quarterback in the state of Alabama, especially the two SEC teams. I, I've not been very much sold on Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson or Tyler, Buck, Tyler Buckner for all that matter. But from what I've seen uh, from uh, Peyton Thorne, the potential's there. Uh, and, and if you give him the proper talent that he needs to succeed in this Auburn offense and uh, and to bring it to himself, uh, he's doing that himself. And to answer my next question is, what has he already brought to this team? And that's stability at the quarterback position. Something that Auburn hasn't had, I, I want to say, it doesn't feel like it's like long ago, but it, it feels long ago. I want to say Bo Nix. Uh, and even past that, I want to say Jarrett Stidham, a, a, a quarterback that wide receivers can look to and trust uh, to get them the ball and to get the ball to them, uh, two different concepts. They sound the same, but they're two different concepts. Get, giving them the ball is just passing it to them. Getting it to them is actually making the proper throw. Uh, but it did not take long after Peyton Thorne committed that wide receivers in the portal started seeing Auburn as a very viable landing spot for them. Uh, and we got that immediately, talking about people that have already committed. Caleb Burton a former Ohio State wide receiver, former four-star wide receiver, standing at six foot, 165, per his 24-7. Don't know if that's completely true or not, but I'll, I'm going to take it what I can what, can what I can get. I think he's like 5'11", uh, about 169, as what the ESPN said. He did not register any stats last season, uh, but if you got to remember, he, he I think I believe he was dealing with an injury. I know he was dealing with him a little earlier in the spring, but it was nothing major. Last year was a groin injury, but I – I have nothing – I've heard nothing that says that it should be anything that should be a cause of concern 
at least from my personal digging that I've done myself. Uh, but he didn't record any stats last season. That's because he got redshirted and he didn't play. And yeah, it kind of sounds bad on paper, but if you look at it from the fact that he came from Ohio State University, a college, a team that is known for their star-studded wide receiver talent. They're a team that's had, I, I think, three uh, first-round uh, wide receivers all come through in the past two seasons uh, with Chris Olave, uh, I'm Garrett Wilson, and, of course, uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba. Uh, and and he's he's leaving a team, and I'm sure it's playing time. I, 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 that's what I would think. Uh, and he, he visited Auburn after he entered the portal, and he was just blown away with everything. And, and it didn't take long. I mean, yesterday, yeah, within seconds, I, I had found out that he changed his profile picture on Twitter to him at his, in his Auburn visit, him in an Auburn uniform. And then I can't really say how much longer afterwards, but it felt like it was less than an hour. He was committed. He, he was ready to go. He was on, he was here. He was ready to play for coach fear, coach freeze, catch passes from Peyton Thorne. And then things got really interesting. Uh, overall, Auburn started getting the attention of a lot of wide receivers. And this goes into my answer of what Peyton Thorne brings right now. Like not something that he's going to bring later in the season something that he has already brought to this team. Wide receivers are starting to take Auburn very seriously. And at some point, the media is going to have to as well. So looking at wide receivers that Auburn has gotten the attention of, I believe Ma, uh, starting off with Montana Lamonius Craig, per on three, has been crystal balled to come to the Auburn Tigers. Last season with Colorado, He's one of the better receivers, 23 catches, 359 yards, three touchdowns, 15.6 yards per catch. Also was the uh, spring game MVP like a, like a few weeks ago for the first uh, inaugural uh, spring game for Deion Sanders. Uh, and he popped off, and then he immediately entered the portal. And it was, it was part of the mass exodus that happened over the past couple of weeks with Colorado. And it seemed like Auburn was kind of – on him right away. Uh, you, you see, you saw what he did at the. Uh, I, I don't know if it's called C Day, <laughs> but Colorado Spring Day game. It, it got everyone's attention because you're like, okay, Colorado has a very serious receiver with with Montana. Then he enters a portal, and very soon afterwards, he was on campus at Auburn. I, I think it was like a week or so afterwards, uh, and uh, and he was also just blown away with what he saw. And I think it goes to Hugh Freeze's credit of, as to what he is telling these uh, these wide receivers. Uh, hey, we're looking for our quarterback. And when we find one, you're going to want to come to Auburn. And what we've seen is, yeah, they want to come to Auburn. Once Auburn got Peyton Thorne, uh, Montana crystal balled to Auburn uh, per on three. Again, don't take, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, he's just got a crystal ball. He's not committed. Auburn's commitment of Caleb Burton. And then all of a sudden, Keon Coleman, the Michigan State uh, receiver from last year, who, who Peyton Thorne really loved last season because he led Michigan State in wide receiver uh, with receiving yards, 58 catches, 798 yards, seven touchdowns, 13.8 yards per catch. And you think something you're going to really love about Keon Coleman, besides the fact that he also plays basketball, which I don't know how much he's actually going to play basketball for the Tigers, but he is six foot four, 210 pounds. Six foot four. Six four. 
a guy who has almost hit a thousand receiving yards, something Auburn has not seen in forever. And I mean, the closest we've ever gotten was I, I think like Sammy Coates or uh, <laughs> Darvin Adams getting very close to hitting it with the ninth, like nine hundred and like ninety something. Got really close to it. And you got a you got a guy right now, and Keon Coleman who almost got eight hundred yards on a very bad Michigan State team. And I say bad, uh, not healthy. Offensive line was garbage. Uh, defense was not the greatest. Uh, a, a team that had a falling of grace, really, uh, from their 2021 campaign. But you, Keon Coleman is scheduled to visit. I believe he was visiting this weekend. If not, it's next weekend. I'm not sure on the day. It's all weird. Once someone says, like, visiting in the weekend, I, I think he visited this weekend. He also had another guy that he was visiting with as well that I'll get to in just a quick second. But, yeah, you're looking at a guy – alongside Montana and uh, alongside Caleb who are taking Auburn seriously again. Uh, I, I can't stress that. I, 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 I'm repeating myself. I know. I know I am. I'm well aware. I will do it till the day I die because this is something that I'm not used to seeing, especially wearing th- this team, uh, a, a team that wide receivers want to come to. Uh, Auburn's not been known for their wide receivers in the, in the past. I, I believe Darius Slayton was one of the better ones Auburn's ever had. I don't think ever uh, has had in the past decade, really. Uh, and of course, you guys have Coates uh, and a few other guys here and there that, and it, but then you also had the bulk of talented guys who came through the program who just didn't work out. But now you have Montana Lamonius Craig, which I, I'm going to say his name all the time. It's a cool name. Honestly, I would not mind getting his jersey uh, that would just say Lamonius Craig. I would get a jersey of him that just said Lamonius Craig. Because that's just the coolest name ever, really. Uh, but yeah, Keon Coleman scheduled to visit. Another guy scheduled to visit. And I am terrified that I'm going to butcher this name. Jair Shorter. Uh, I'm going to stick with that. If anything, I'm just going to call him uh, North Texas wide receiver Shorter. Uh, <laughs> uh, another guy, six foot two, 218. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he also led. North Texas in receiving yards. And as I'm just going to keep talking about the fact that how huge it is, he didn't lead him in receiving yards. He was second by only like 50 yards, but yeah, uh, for what he, for what he lacked in uh, leading them in receiving yards by the 50 uh, by 50 yards, he actually led them in touchdowns with 11. Uh, And yeah, you're looking at like it's North Texas. It doesn't matter if it's North Texas. You have a guy who, can score <laughs> and what the, each of the guys bring to the table is completely different uh skill sets for what they are auburn is looking to have those big boys on the outside those camden browns those nick Marners, those hopefully keon coleman's maybe hopefully maybe pray <laughs> that we can get him uh or at least auburn can get him uh but yeah jair shorter another guy it just adds to the list of wide receivers that, again, I'm going to say it again. I might quote myself on this. Wide receivers are starting to take Auburn seriously now that they have a quarterback. And and, and it's something that we've been talking about, I feel like, since the beginning of the offseason, where as soon as the transfer wide receiver enters the portal, Auburn's not really up for grabs because who? I I, I didn't know if a wide receiver wanted to catch a ball from Robbie Ashford or Holden Garner because you don't really know what they can do. Peyton Thorne has played on the top on the top level of college football past two seasons, played in the Big Ten. And with that, he's played in one of the harder divisions of college football. The fact that 
back-to-back years, he has had to play a team that, or I guess two teams, uh, that have made the playoffs. And I guess if you want to count on Penn State, uh, Penn State was very close to making the playoffs. There, there, it was a team that was well behind, maybe because their coach, don't know yet. Uh, we'll find out this year at least. They, they, they just couldn't compete with Penn State and higher at least. Uh, <clears throat> but now I can confidently say he's on a more talented team, a team that gives him uh, a Jarquez Hunter, Brian Batie, Damari Alston, and a, a Jeremiah Cobb at some point. And then you're also bringing in Caleb Burton, uh, a a wide receiver uh, prospect who I don't think is going to start because he probably needs to develop a little bit. That's probably why he didn't play at Ohio State for the most part, besides the injury, of course. Uh, but you have Nick Mardner, Camden Brown, Coy Moore, Dravarius Johnson. And if you can bring on his favorite target from Michigan State, Keon Coleman, you get another big guy up on the side. And, I mean, Jair Shorter would be cool. And so would bring, be bringing in a guy named Montana Lamonius Craig. Uh, and it just goes to show just the sheer talent that Hugh Freeze has set himself up to go grab. And like him or not, you can't disagree with the fact that he has completely turned around what Auburn football was from six months ago. And and he, he is taking recruiting more seriously than any coach that I think I've ever watched in my lifetime of watching Auburn sports. Uh, and I, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. Uh, and whether you might think Tommy Tuberville is probably a better recruiter, as far as I stand right now, Hugh Freeze is a bloodthirsty shark. And as soon as he sees a transfer portal target, he is running and gunning his way to go get uh, anybody that can help this Auburn team. And he's been doing that thus far. Uh, he got us a quarterback. He got a wide receiver. He's getting probably going to get more wide receivers. He got an offensive line and so on and so forth. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all. And I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. To continue... Another transfer portal uh, sport that is a little hot right now. Men's basketball news has been a little slow, but you know what? Huge shout out. Uh, I probably should have said at the beginning of the show because uh, I, I just saw it everywhere. Alan Flanagan, Jay Will, and Leor Berman. I don't think I'm. Mi- I hope I'm not missing anybody else. <clears throat> All graduated day. I'm sure there's probably other graduates out there that I missed, but uh, Auburn basketball's uh, social media accounts. Beat y'all, beat everyone to it on my feed. Uh, they're the only ones I saw. But, yeah, congratulations to everybody that graduated this past uh, yesterday, at least. Uh, I know people graduated only on yesterday. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to everybody that graduated. But to talk about men's basketball and a potential pickup 
Matthew Cleveland, the Florida State guard slash forward. I, I want to say forward all the time because he's six foot seven. Uh, but yeah, he's listed as a guard. Six foot seven guard, Matthew Cleveland, Florida State, averaged 13.8 points last season for the Seminoles, entered the portal, and it's been a little bit of a, I don't want to say grudging process, but it has felt like one, where we have learned that Auburn is in his top three. It's Auburn, Missouri, and Miami. And uh, one of those affects Auburn a little bit more than the other. Uh, well, I guess two of them affect Auburn a little bit more than the other one, uh, being if he goes to Missouri, he's going to have to play Auburn. Uh, but he commits today as it's coming out Sunday. And it begs the question, I don't know how confident I'd be in Matthew Cleveland choosing choosing Auburn. I'd be a little wonky, and I'd be I'd fear of being wrong if I did try to crystal ball him to Auburn. But I would say I do like Auburn's chances a little bit. Uh, and if I'm wrong, uh, call me stupid in the comments. I'll allow it. I won't flag anyone's comments for calling any of us dumb or anything. Uh, but it's just me here. So if he doesn't commit to Auburn, uh, you can call me dumb. If anything, I'll do a reaction. I'll do a live reaction where y'all can just uh, <laughs> just make fun of me live uh, for being wrong. But I, I would like Auburn's chances of getting him. And and I've also heard a word of a few other guys who Auburn is looking at. Uh, one guy from Vanderbilt is a guy I've heard about a lot who Auburn could be in the running to get. But overall, uh, just keep an eye out uh, for that happening. We'll definitely have a post up about it if he does commit to the Tigers. But, yeah, uh, just to move on uh, with another sport that is tra- transportal happy, uh, Auburn women's basketball has officially signed all their girls that they've committed in the transfer portal, uh, and they released a whole post about it. And it, it's up to six now, transfer portal pickups. And I, I wish the other two were here to talk about this, uh, just because I, I don't say that they know more than me, but they probably do. Uh, Coach J is her, and that's pretty much all I'm going to say for this segment. <laughs> Just Coach J is her. Uh, she lost a lot this offseason, but she I, I feel like she's gained uh, probably a lot more talent than maybe she's lost. Maybe, or at least attitude-wise, she definitely has. But, yeah, to continue talking about a sport that is actually happening, uh, not really transporting news, recruiting news to go with. Just Auburn baseball putting up a fight against the number one team of the country. And it's something that Auburn has found its way of doing a lot in this, uh, in this season. Uh, of course, Friday uh, did not go your way. It didn't help that the Eagle flight that happened yesterday, it was cool. It was dope. It was awesome. You put your best pitcher on Saturday, kind of freed uh, Friday up to be a little bit of a, uh, uh, a loss, I guess. A loss is probably the better way to say that. Uh, Chase also started, got the loss. Uh, it, it wasn't – he wasn't bad. And that's something that I found kind of shocking to say. He gave up two runs. It's not bad. He, it, it happens, I guess, uh, especially with Alsip. Uh, but going through it, Isbell didn't give up a run in his inning. Uh, Hayden Murphy didn't. Tanner Bauman, I think – Bauman, I think he pitched pretty well for what it's worth. But it was just Auburn couldn't hit the ball to save their life. Uh, he got seven hits and seven people, seven runners left on base. Uh, that's the story of game one. Auburn lost three to zero. Uh, that it's about 
has bad as I don't want not as bad as it gets, but it's it's about as like simple as I can make it uh, for someone who is a little bit of a newbie when it comes to talking baseball for a living. But yeah, overall, I, I think a three zero loss is probably I don't want to say good because it's a loss, but for playing the number one team in the country, I think it's about as I think holding them to only three runs. There we go. I think only holding the three runs is a moral victory more than anything else. And as I stand right now, uh, <laughs> I wish I could really speak about the game uh, that happened on Saturday, but that is currently going on as I'm recording because it's eight o'clock. It was an 8 p.m. Uh, first pitch. So that's fun. But as I am watching this, as I am looking at it, Auburn is up six to four in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, and they are currently batting with, I believe, Bobby Pierce, who is at bat. So, and Auburn has had a really good sixth inning, uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> they were down 4-3, and now they're up 7-4. to four. What did I just, what just happened as I am sitting here? What happened? Hold on. This might have been a ooh, walk-off. Uh, no, nah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't say a walk-off. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Pierce just singled to the right center, uh, Stanfield, or Nate LaRue scored. There we go. There we go. Nate LaRue just scored. So, yeah, miracles happen every day. But, yeah, uh, that's all I really have for baseball. The game's not over with. Uh, if they win, dope. I'll probably post something about it on the Twitter whenever I wake up in the morning because i got to be honest. After watching softball, which I'm going to get to in a second, I'm dog tired. So, <laughs> I'll – Put on notification whenever baseball is over with. But, yeah, as it stands, 7-4 in the bottom of the sixth for the Auburn Tigers. So, you know, Tom, I believe Tommy Vale is pitching. I believe that is factual. Uh, Crotchfeld is now in. There we go. So, yeah, Auburn <laughs> put it all on the line to get that Saturday night win, and you can't blame them for it. Uh, we talked about to get one win this weekend. It's a win. A win is a win is a win. And especially to be the number one team in the country, just one win. Uh, boost up your RPI, and Auburn looks a little bit better when it comes to postseason talks. But, yeah, not to get started with softball. Yeah, Auburn just split the series with softball after losing yesterday. Uh, uh, Friday, it was a bit of a pitching duel up until, I want to say, the fifth inning. And then Auburn went down 2-1, to one, then went to the bottom of the sixth, uh, down 2-1, to one, and then hit, got four runs. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, and this Auburn team... When they are able to hit the ball, it's miraculous what they can do. 11 hits, five runs, won that Friday night game, 5-2-2. Two, two. Maddie Pinta earned herself another win. And now we go into Saturday's game, a game that, uh, if you want to talk about stress, uh, definitely induced a lot of that. Uh, Auburn lost 5-4 to four in the ninth inning, and if again, if you don't know softball, uh, that's uh, three or two too many innings. Uh, yeah, they went to extras, uh, and Auburn couldn't really find the strokes that they wanted that they found in the Friday game. They had five hits, to four runs. Uh, Mississippi State kind of they hit the ball a, a good bit. Ten hits, five runs for them, and uh, it, it, it looked bleak for the longest time – or not for the longest time, but it, it felt bleak because – you go into a game where I want to say Shelby Lowe pitched pretty well uh, up until uh, just they started getting hits off. Uh, 
it happens. I'm not upset. Uh, you're going into the Sunday night uh, Sunday game at I believe 11 a.m. So it's going to be a, a little bit after this comes out. You're going into the game of Maddie Pinta pitcher. I'm I'm not too worried. Uh, I shouldn't be. It's Matty Pinta. A knock on wood, actually, for saying that. Uh, but overall, yeah, it it happens, and I think Annabelle Weidra did a pretty good job. And what, and when when she came in, and it sucks, she gave up one run uh, the entire time she was in the game for her four complete innings, and uh, it, it was a losing run. Uh, and I think overall, I think Annabelle and Shelby did pretty good. And she, I know Shelby, uh, it, it happens. Uh, and I still stand by the fact that it's still one of the best pitching staffs in the country. Shelby Lowe is a great pitcher. Uh, and I don't want to like discredit, say, I don't want it to sound like I'm discrediting her in any way, shape, or form. If I stepped in the play against Shelby Lowe, I would probably strike out swinging as well. Uh, but it, it happens. Mississippi State got hot and, uh, it happens sometimes. Uh, you can't sweep them all. Uh, Auburn is probably uh, not probably. They are still good. They are going to be, I believe, a fourth or higher seed if they win uh, today, as this comes out uh, in the SEC tournament, which still gives them a first round bye. And I'm pretty sure they've already clinched that. If that, uh, I'd have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's all good news for the Tigers uh, in softball. It, no matter what happens, they're still going to get a first round by. Uh, but yeah, I'm Dylan Lark at your boy the tank on Twitter. You can go follow me. It's just right there. I don't know. My hand's not coming up. It's right there at Y A B O Y the tank. Also, catch me on the Auburn Daily Show every Monday with Lance Daw. And Wednesdays, uh, Tar's taking a little bit of a leave of absence from the Auburn Daily Show. So maybe you might just give me a solo show in it on Wednesdays as well. So if you love me talking to myself, to y'all, well, strictly just a one-way conversation to y'all, go to the Auburn Daily Show on Wednesday. And, of course, uh, I guess just rewatch the show, too, if you like that. Uh, and go watch other shows that I've done by myself. <laughs> Don't want to come out salty. I, I, yeah, the shows I do by myself tend to do really well. So it's just proving to me and my ego that I am the favorite of the three. So thank you all. Make sure to go like, comment, and subscribe. Ask questions about what you think about Auburn or anything Auburn-related. If we like the question, if we think it's a good question, we'll bring it up on the show. It'll be a nice level of conversation to get uh, some ideas sparking on this. T- on this, uh, <laughs> Very, very uh, sometimes small-brained group of individuals that run this podcast. Couldn't be me. Possibly me. But yeah, follow the college loop literally everywhere. That's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. No MySpace. Sorry. Told y'all. A thousand subs. We got a MySpace. But yeah, also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Thank y'all for 200 subs. Again, I will be doing my TikTok dance at some point. I'm trying to find the right one. They, they're not popping off right now. But yeah, with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs>